The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Welcome to your KXAN Monday morning headlines. Starting at 7 this morning, some drivers in Kyle, you may see some delays. Crews are going to close a lane on eastbound Kohler's Crossing from Cromwell Drive to FM 1626. Stormwater culverts are being installed and a private street is being built. The closure is from 7 in the morning to 5.30 in the evening daily. And it's expected to last for at least seven weeks. Later this morning, Austin Community College and Congressman Lloyd Doggett are holding a press conference. It's to unveil federal funding to establish a cybersecurity training center at ACC. We plan to detail the money and projects local employers are demanding. Today's the last day you can save money on tax-free weekend. This past weekend kicked off the state sales tax holiday for certain supplies under a certain amount of money, including portable generators, emergency ladders, hurricane shutters that cost below 300 bucks, other items under $75 qualify under the holiday. We have a link for you on our website, kxan.com. We are expecting more storms and showers on the way this week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez, meteorologist. Kristen Curry is here to tell us about the storms. Are we going mm -hmm. to expect them to be very active later on? Very active, Ooh, yes. Okay. And not necessarily today, but an active pattern is what we're looking at through the week. So let me get you started with a look at what's happening on clouds and radar. A lot of cloud cover seen from satellite, not seeing a whole lot on radar. However, it is possible you see a couple sprinkles, a little bit of mist on your way out the door this morning. I ran into some of that on my way in. So uh, it's pretty damp out there and it's also pretty chilly. Cloud cover overhead on our Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camera there in South Austin. Speaking of which, temperatures are in the low to mid 50s here across Travis County, even some 40s out in the hill country. I'm seeing wide spread 40s and 50s across all of Central Texas this morning. I wouldn't judge if you grabbed a jacket this morning. It is a little chilly, but we will rebound nicely as we get back into those upper 60s. So pretty similar to yesterday, but it will be warmer. A lot of cloud cover, not a whole lot of sunshine. Temperatures, we're going to be warming up through midweek. So today will be one of the cooler days of the next six to seven. If you're just not feeling this uh, unseasonable weather, I'll tell you the rain chances start low at 10%, but they will come up tomorrow. We are going to stay very active here when it comes to this weather pattern that will sit on top of us. We have our next threat of severe storms coming in tomorrow. This is after we had egg-sized hail in parts of the hill country this past weekend. So we're not getting a whole lot of a break here, so make sure you're staying up to date with us. The severe storm threat's going to continue into Wednesday, and then Wednesday night, our first of two cold fronts that keeps us on the cooler side to finish the month of April. A lot to talk about. We'll go in detail as to when we can expect some of those stronger storms, what we need to be watching out for, and just how much cooler we're talking about. That's coming up in my first morning forecast. Kristen, early voting starts today for several local elections in Central Texas. Austin voters are going to decide on measures that affect police oversight. Several cities also getting ready to choose their next mayor and council members as well. And more than a few school districts are gearing up to choose trustees and vote on bond propositions. Here's some of the important dates to remember. Early voting begins today, runs through Tuesday, May 2nd. Saturday, May 6th, that is Election Day. And you can find more details on early voting at KXAN.com. Meantime, the 2024 presidential race also heating up this morning. President Biden expected to launch his campaign for re-election this week. But the latest NBC News poll shows Americans are not enthusiastic about a potential second term. This morning on Today, Monica Alba takes a deeper dive. Good morning.
Good morning. President Biden is getting ready to run again, set to launch his re-election bid as early as Tuesday. As an NBC News national poll shows, 70% of all Americans, including 51% of Democrats, say he shouldn't seek another term. Now, many are citing age as a top concern, as the president is the oldest ever to serve, though Democratic lawmakers who support him were really quick to dismiss that over the weekend. While his potential opponent, former President Trump, does still enjoy the support of two-thirds of Republican primary voters, despite concerns about his recent indictment and other pending criminal investigations. But majorities of all Americans surveyed say they don't want either of them running in 2024. And we will have all of that and more coming up on The Today Show. All right, thank you. Parking in Austin could soon change. City Council member Zoe Kadri is expected to put forward a resolution next month. This would strip the city's mandatory parking minimums from its zoning rules. So right now, the city gets to tell you the fewest number of parking spots you have to build on your property. The proposal would let landowners decide that, and it doesn't put a cap on how many parking spots developers can build. Something Urban Transportation Commission member Curtis Rogers says could help small businesses. Not much is going to change immediately. So what this is going to do is going to allow businesses to slowly change as we add more alternatives. The plan could incentivize developers who are required to build parking. The proposal says those spots typically cost at least $10,000 per space. A party after a prom ends in gunshots. The search for the person who shot a group of teenagers in Southeast Texas. And an expecting mother drinking during pregnancy can lead to fatal alcohol syndrome. We're taking a new look at some research suggesting that the father may also play a part. Good morning, a live look from our camera over at the Lady Bird Johnson Wellflower Center in Southwest Austin. Kristen has the latest on your forecast coming up in a bit. But first, we got you covered on your news to Houston now, where police are trying to figure out what led a man to being shot inside a Walmart. Investigators say a suspect called 911 yesterday afternoon saying he was barricaded inside. Deputies got him to surrender and took him into custody. That victim, though, was in the hospital after being shot in the stomach. No one else in that store was hurt. Also this morning, police in southeast Texas looking for whoever shot nine teenagers at a prom after party. Happened Sunday night just north of Beaumont. Police say about 250 teenagers were in a home in Jasper for a party. And that's when someone opened fire and shot nine people. All of them expected to be okay, but that person who fired the gunshots took off. Police are still trying to find that person. If you have any information, they want you to call police immediately. Twitter accounts for late celebrities are being marked as subscribers of the platform's new Twitter Blue service, creating further confusion for you, user. Before Elon Musk bought Twitter, users could get verified for free. Now you must pay $8 a month if you want to get that blue check. The accounts of late Lakers star Kobe Bryant, actor Chadwick Boseman, rapper Matt Miller, and journalist Anthony Bourdain all appeared with the Twitter blue check mark as of last night. Still ahead, how two Round Rock High School students are helping others in their district that don't have a permanent home. As early voting begins today, the multi-million dollar bond that Ains ISD voters will decide on. A big day thanks to a couple of big men for Rodney Terry and the Longhorns on Sunday. I've got more on that coming up.
This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new Monday as we kick off your news, weather, and traffic here on KXAN News Today. Let's talk about the news as students and teachers get ready to go to school. One thing to remember in Round Rock, more than 700 students at that ISD are classified as homeless, and that's according to the school district. And now there's a new effort to help these kids out, and it's being led by other students. Two Round Rock High School students helped launch Project Red the nonprofit provides food, clothing, hygiene kits, and other resources to those students experiencing homelessness. Group also aims to help students develop empathy for unhoused community members. It's not just the people we're helping, it's also the volunteers and make sure they get that experience, they get that awareness, that our next generation is more informed when dealing such issues. For more on how to donate or get involved with Project Red, you can head to kxan.com. A heartwarming reunion between a family and their long lost dog. This is the dog Kardashian, although when the Austin Animal Center took her in last June, they named her Juicy. The center shared an image of the lost pit bull mix on Facebook and the post made its way to her owners who were not close by, by the way. The reunion was no small feat because the owners had to drive 20 hours from Miami they moved after their dog Kardashian went missing. And Kardashian just recognizes her mama right there too. Yeah. You saw how happy she is. <laughs> mm, look at that pup. Oh, it's like that, that equal parts. I'm so excited to see you slash I'm gonna get in so much. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast. We've got very active weather this week. And, and honestly, today is one of the quieter days. So if you need to get stuff done outside, do it today. Clouds and radar not showing anything too impressive just yet. Got a cloudy sky up top as seen from satellite. Maybe a couple spots of sprinkles and light rain today, but nothing that I'm worried about. 55 degrees is currently our temperature, and I'll tell you what, these temperatures are running much cooler than where they should be for the last week of April. We're seeing upper 40s to mid 50s all over central Texas, and I'll tell you, those temperatures are even cooler than what we had to start yesterday, with most of us down about 2 to 7 degrees. So we know it's not going to be a day in the 80s. In fact, I think our forecast high is going to be closer to 67. We saw our high temperatures early in the morning yesterday in the upper 60s, but we only made it to about 64 yesterday afternoon. So a couple degrees on top of that, but we should be around 15 to 20 degrees warmer than that for this time of year. Rain chance low. 10%, nothing that I think is going to stand out to us. This is just going to be a couple sprinkles, like I said. Once we get into tomorrow, though, that's when things change. So watch as those clouds fill back in as we transition into tomorrow morning. Couple spots of light rain. Tomorrow afternoon and evening is when we have to watch some of these storms starting to bubble up. Really, from about Highway 281 eastward, we're going to have to watch for some of those storms potentially bringing hail, damaging winds, and a low isolated tornado threat. Thing about tomorrow is we're going to have a cap in place. Now, what does that mean? That means there's a lid on the atmosphere. So if that lid breaks, that's what's going to allow those storms to potentially turn severe. It's a two out of five risk in yellow. However, there is a chance and an opportunity for us to see that lid hold 
and not see that severe storm threat. So that's going to be something we'll have to watch very closely as we get into Tuesday. And then again, on Wednesday, Wednesday, severe storm threat, two out of five, centered over the Hill Country and northern I-35 corridor here. So at least two days of potential severe storms in our forecast this week. Between now and the start of the weekend, we could see anywhere from about a half an inch to an inch and a half out of those storms, though. So, yeah, we never want to be talking about severe weather, but we do have the chance to pick up some much-needed rain as we finish up April. So the seven-day forecast shows mainly cloudy skies today. I'm not expecting a whole lot of sun, but that 10% chance of a few sprinkles is not something I would rearrange your day over. Tomorrow and Wednesday, those are going to be the days you want to make sure you're staying up to date with us. You'll also notice temperatures getting a little warmer. Briefly, 80s on Wednesday. Cold front will knock us back down to the 70s Thursday. And yet another cold front comes in late Friday, bringing the chance of storms and showers. It's only 20% Friday night. I do not at this time expect it to impact your weekend plans. So we'll go with the mix of sun and clouds Saturday into Sunday with warmer temperatures after that. But again, that will be the time to download that KXA and weather app. It is a free download, but a good resource to have as incoming severe weather is expected. Tuesday and Wednesday. Thank you. We know that drinking during pregnancy, according to research, can lead to fetal alcohol syndrome. There's some new research from Texas A&M suggesting the father can play a part as well. Found that father's drinking habits before conception could be a factor in the developmental disorder. Fetal alcohol syndrome and related disorders are the most common form of developmental disabilities and birth defects. Researcher Michael Golding says he hopes his research strengthens the idea that the father's preconception health is also very important. It's just this really intense level of scrutiny that's put on the woman. And I think what my data really uh, uh, reveals here is that there's a component of fetal health and development that's coming through from the father, especially his health and his lifestyle choices that we are not examining. So Golding's first round of research, it was on rodents, but he is continuing to hope and study this on people. Well, thousands of people are demanding a deeper investigation to the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine. They say they developed tinnitus, tinnitus after they got vaccinated. And as of Sunday, around 16,000 people filed complaints from the, for the CDC. The CDC says it did not find any data linking the two, though. And when we go in depth on the vaccine, the CDC says people only need to get a single dose of the COVID shot if they are still unvaccinated before you needed to get two. And this comes close to two weeks after President Biden ended the national emergency status for the virus. Multiple doses will still continue to be recommended for young children, as well as seniors and those who are immunocompromised. As Austin Travis County health officials said in a statement recently, being able to get the protection you need with just one stop at a doctor's office or a pharmacy will save many people time and effort. It can be hard to spare with busy schedules. Well, Saturday wrapped up Earth Week, but the impact of going green can last all year long and years to come. Our Rich Siegel visited a special electric vehicle demonstration at St. Edwards University to test drive a new van that could help businesses get rid of their gas-powered cars. I'm joined today by Sean Beveridge, who is with Lightning E-Motors and 
Good to be with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Please tell me about this van that is behind us. It looks very awesome. Yeah, this is Lightning's ZEV3 passenger transit van. It's a zero emissions vehicle, and uh, it's truly suited for commercial fleets such as you know transit organizations, schools, the hospitality industry. Uh, airports, you name it, it can be a great solution for getting zero emissions um, goals met. And what are those goals? Uh, typically, you know, it, it's to set a point in time to reach zero emissions for their fleet. That's not only for the positive environmental impacts, but the operating costs of these vehicles truly makes good business sense for anybody that's looking to reduce those costs and find a long-term sustainable solution. The event that brought this vehicle here today has been brought to you by the St. Edwards University Office of Sustainability. Ethan Tobias is with the Office of Sustainability. What all are you doing here at St. Edwards to reduce the carbon footprint? Yeah, so it's all about climate education. And I feel like that's something that our younger generation is geared towards. It's building that collective action towards these issues. And here at St. Edwards, we have a very small community, but a very powerful one where we can get some change going around the city of Austin. The cost savings is, is worth talking about. When you talk about a zero emissions vehicle, you can expect upwards of 70 to 80 percent uh, reduction in operating costs. That goes a long ways towards like I said, a sustainable future for those businesses, those organizations to save costs, cut their um, emissions, and feel good about what they're doing. So do you think you'll ever come to a point where this will be tailored for families? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I don't foresee lightning necessarily going into the um, passenger vehicle for, for, for families, mm -hmm. but it, it certainly it's capable now. It's, 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 the technology's out there, we can do it. You know, the biggest thing when it comes to a family is understanding the range that an electric vehicle can take them on and having a plan for charging in order to meet those distance goals and needs such as a road trip may require. But we're getting there. As the infrastructure across the U.S. develops more with charging, it's going to become more commonplace and easier for them to plan those trips. Sean, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for your time. This has been great. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. It was a good Sunday for Rodney Terry, trying to rebuild that roster. A lot of holes left from all the departures, and, well, there was a big man out there from Virginia. He visited Texas, but also visited Missouri and Duke. Caden Shedrick, 6'11", an athletic big, and he made his choice on Sunday evening. Yeah, so uh, for next season, um, I will be joining the Longhorns down in Austin, Texas. Uh, looking forward to getting down there, getting to work, and um, competing for a Big 12 championship. Well, a big priority for Rodney Terry, and you can see Shedrick can run the floor. He is a rim protector, to say the least. Started 15 games for Virginia, played three seasons there. Also some pretty good court vision in these highlights, and Shedrick should be a big piece of the puzzle next year. And in fact, it will be bookends on Sunday announcing, because earlier in the day, Dylan DeSue announces that he'll stay. The Hendrickson High product was outstanding the second half of the season. He was the MVP of the Big 12 tournament, didn't play in their Elite Eight loss to Miami, or who knows how that might have changed things after scoring 28 points earlier in the tournament. So Dylan DeSue is 
coming back for the Longhorns as well. Still some big pieces out there for Rodney Terry. Not only guys on the roster that are making decisions like Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell, but Oral Roberts transfer Max Asmus. He was in Austin this past week and should be making his choice in the near future. Back to you. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.